welcome to Carmichael Radio. This is a podcast about Carolina women's basketball. My name is Travis Lund, and I am here with Max Linky. Hey there, good to be back. And Terry Stacker. Hey guys. Uh, we are awaiting Andrew Kurjera and Anthony Battle. They will be joining us shortly, we hope. But for now, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, before we get into the games and the week's action here, uh, let us get into the, some recruiting news. I'm sure many of you would have seen this, but uh, two recruits have officially signed on, uh, even though we already had them committed. This was the first day that they could make it official, official in the books. Uh, that would be Bianca Thomas and Jordan Zubich signing on for the upcoming recruiting class. And uh, Max, before uh, this whole audio thing went absolutely sideways, Previously, you were telling us that you had a little bit of inside scoop on how that recruiting went and any insight on these two players, what they might bring to the team. Yeah, uh, I was lucky enough to be kind of on the behind the scenes uh, scene of recruiting last year. And I saw I remember hearing a lot about how Jordan Zubich is a Tar Heel through and through. She grew up a fan and she was like, as soon as she was eligible, from what I heard, she was automatically in. And I know that. CB is really excited to have her on the team because of her shooting along with everything else. She's going to be like Eva Hodgson 2.0, like knockdown uh, someone that we can really rely on catch and shoot, which is, we have a lot on the team. I don't know if we necessarily have locked that down yet, but, um, and then Blanca, um, I also, I thought her name was Bianca for the longest time. Her name's Blanca Thomas. She is just a dog from what I've heard. She's like massive body. And I think her and Sierra could be like a really interesting big uh, duo next year. So, yeah, I mean, the rich just get richer, it seems like, with CB. She just keeps adding to the squad. I'm really excited to see them play next year. Right on. Okay, that is Blanca. If you're listening to this for whatever reason, my bad. Um, that's what I get for reading it only. <laughs> I thought it was Bianca, too. The, the L looks like a lowercase I, or a uppercase <laughs> I sometimes when you're reading it. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll be good. We could definitely use some, uh, any additional spacing is good for us going into that. Um, all right, let's, let's go ahead and hit what happened this week. Uh, we're going in chronological order, which is nice. Cause we get to talk about the happy, fun, pleasant, breezy win first, uh, before we get into the next game, uh, opening game of the season, Gardner Webb, uh, a absolutely dominant, walloping uh 102 to 49 by the heels um gardner webb uh as we covered on the preview show um has basically an all-new coaching staff and basically an all-new roster and boy they looked like some folks who hadn't been playing or coached uh together very long throughout the majority of this game um indian navarre the highlight of the night um with a team leading 17 points and also uh, just an insane bomb of a shot from well beyond half court to end the first half. Um, scoring was incredibly balanced. It was a very, very nice attack. Everything seemed to work well for the heels and just a great, great, great game. It was awesome to be back in Carmichael. The place was rocking and overall a really really good start to the season um max terry what did y'all think about the opening opening game of the year for us here yeah i think a, a good game to kind of get back into the groove of things um like you said balance scoring um 
I was uh, Paris. Her shot looks really good. I know it's earlier and I know it's only been two games, but her shot looks really good. Um, so I, I think it is showing off. I think she really worked on it over the summer, but um, really good, really good game to get back in the groove of things. Yeah, I just thought it was just so fun. Like it was it was fun. I forgot how fun it was to watch this group. It was fun seeing the new additions. I went crazy when Sydney hit that little mid-range jumper. Um we went I think it was 11 deep, 12 11 deep. Yeah. Uh, I I know that's not going to be every game, so that was just super fun to see that go down and I mean Gardner Webb they they're, they're a good kind of I don't know if they're going to put it together this year, but they, they had some runs in that game that kind of made them a little formidable. But yeah, like I said, a super fun game to watch. Yeah, absolutely. All three of the, all three of the new transfers in just were really, really great. Maria was awesome and gave us a presence inside that we haven't had in quite some time. There were some folks sitting next to us that were saying this might be the best, like, pure posted rebounding threat we've had since maybe like when Zelina was here um, or Steph Mavunga. So that's, I mean, that's certainly high praise. Um, And India obviously was just absolutely phenomenal. And it was a great, I was really, you mentioned, you mentioned P I thought her command of the second unit, her comfort level running that was so far ahead of where she was last year. Like she really just looked like, all right, this is, this is my time to go ahead and run this show and just look super, super comfortable making the right reads, scoring when she needed to, but also getting everybody else involved, kind of directing traffic. It just, it was an overall incredible effort from everybody. I thought. Yeah, yeah, I I expect her to play a lot more um, this season. Looking at the box score from that game, she played 30 minutes. So, you know, that's really good. Honestly, I think at some point, maybe she even starts the season. Who knows? But, yeah, her shot looks really good. So uh, I was proud of the growth that I've seen from her since last season. Yeah, and and to wrap up this game, no K-Mac, no Tiani, and we still went 11 deep. Like, we may have – I want to knock on wood here and – not jinx it. We may have one of the deepest guard units in the country. Like it's pretty incredible. Absolutely. Andrew, we were just, uh, at the Andrew Kajara joining us now. Um, we were in the middle of discussing the Gardner web game. Um, catch us up on your thoughts about, about how that went down. Yeah. Uh, so like you guys have already mentioned a lot of outliers, uh, went 11 deep on the bench shot, like, I don't know, was it his like 46 threes or 36 um way more than we're used to seeing them shoot uh it was a good showcase for everyone i thought india played great uh paulina was great with the second unit uh and then you know lexi uh definitely an outside shooting threat and also like better off the dribble than people i think give her credit for uh that's an element on the wing that we were kind of lacking last year. Um, and then, you know, I thought it was very fitting. Started off the game, we got like a like a pin down screen for Deja into a mid-range pull-up, of course. And then an Alyssa Usby rim run, like to start the seals. Like that was for me, that was like Carolina basketball's back. Like I'm so happy for this. Um, 
yeah, it was it was a good one to be a part of, a good one to open the year with. Absolutely. Yeah, Lexi, I did not expect her to be that, like, just her shot from behind the arc. Not only did she shoot it at a ridiculous clip, but, like, that wasn't something that I had seen, and maybe that's on me for just not having watched enough Cyclones basketball the previous couple seasons, but she really just looked like, all right, if it swings to me, this is going up and just really confident in that shot. And obviously on defense, just a one woman press by herself. It just, you know, that was obviously something they had talked about of just like, all right, you know, we'll play regular defense, but you, whoever's got the ball ringing it up, just make them work for every inch to get across half court. She was, she was every bit as advertised from her defensive reputation and accolades coming in. Um, and yeah, I was, you mentioned the shooting, uh, I think it was 17% in the first half behind the arc and then like 43% in the second. So hopefully moving forward, it skews a little closer to second half shooting than first, uh, for us. Cause that was, uh, the game was never really in, in peril or question, but so some of the shooting splits were just like, well, this is probably not going to go well if we don't pick this up at least a little bit going forward. Yeah, we went 10 for 37, so 27% from three. Oh, for the, did once everything was tallied up? Yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. Yeah. Um, Renaya Kelly, her shot hasn't been falling as of late, but, you know, once she gets going, I think more teams better watch out. I was just, as y'all have already mentioned about the depth, it was encouraging to see people getting out there and trying some different, combinations as far as lineups um coach is clearly kind of in her like laboratory mode right now um which is a good uh a good excuse to go ahead and get us into game number two which was a much less uh easy affair for our beloved heels uh close win sunday night 74 to 70 over davidson um man this was a slog and credit Credit, credit, credit to Davidson. They came out playing absolute pit bull defense, really made everything tough, did not give us any easy looks, disrupted a lot of stuff. And, you know, I shot the twine off the net um, from behind the arc for good portions of the game. Um, Really, really made this a little more difficult than I think we would have liked to see. But what did y'all see as far as if there was a change or something you noticed other than just a, a difference in, in talent level of the opposition that made this uh, such a different and uh, more excruciating watch than the Gardner web game. Yeah. The physicality, they, they play very physical. Um, they were a very good defensive team. So I think at times it made us kind of stagnant in our offense. Um, just kind of looked like we didn't know what we were doing out there. Um, so that was one of the things I noticed in the first game we shot with 37 threes. This game, we only took 11. So I don't know if that you know, their defense that, you know, made us only shoot 11 threes versus, you know, 20 plus. But yeah, that was something that I, I noticed. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're banged up. No Tiani, no AP. Um, K-Mac only got seven minutes, but 
I think either Terry or Travis said before we started recording, this is a game that we definitely could have let go last year. And I was just glad to see, even though we were missing free throws, missing shots down the stretch, that we were able to kind of push through and do kind of the like Alyssa with those huge rebounds towards the end, do kind of the nitty gritty stuff to pull out the win. Yeah. Um, a lot of, a lot of weird stuff. Um, some things to be concerned about, but also like, I mean, with, with both your bigs and AP and key out, they really had to reshuffle a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, we had people playing out of positions that they haven't practiced before. Um, they went to a zone for like two possessions. I actually thought they got pretty good results out of it. Um, they Davidson plays a five out and everyone on the floor can shoot, uh, which means they are pulling Maria away from the rim as often as they could, which was very often. Um, and then to try and combat that, uh, it looked like Courtney went to a lot of more switching, uh, which we have not seen. Uh, out of them at all, uh, either this year or last year. Uh, and I don't think they practiced that a lot either because there were many, many breakdowns on the film uh, when I broke it down last night. Um, and some of that is, you know, you haven't practiced it enough. Some other things, like like there was one inbounds play where they ran it twice in a row and Lexi and Navarre, like, blew the same switch. Like, that can't happen. Um so some of that's like communication errors, that's stuff that has to be cleaned up. That being said, though, like everyone on the injury report, I think Courtney said is day to day, which means we should be getting healthy pretty soon. I don't think one, you're not going to see a lot of teams that play that type of offense like Davidson does uh, Two, when everyone's healthy. I don't think you'll see a lot of switching. Uh, you might see more zone. Um, so some things to be concerned about, but also not really because this game was a little bit of an outlier in that sense. Davidson can really play, man. They hit you with back doors. They can all shoot. They run great motion. Uh, they're a dangerous team, um, kind of like a like a diet Florida Gulf Coast. Um, but yeah, they run <laughs> great stuff. I mean, they 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 played really hard. Um, I I don't envy having to guard that team for forty minutes. Uh, but they handled it well. They made enough plays down the stretch. Um, there was a really good play call towards the end. I got Lexi a big three, uh, that kind of stretched the margin a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I can only imagine what it was like for you guys being there. Uh, I am sure I would have had the same amount of heart attacks. Um, but yeah, for just watching that chess battle in real time and how they handled a different offense than what they're seeing in the ACC, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely. Um, I could have. I would have been interested to see what a heart monitor would have told me uh, <laughs> about the last eight minutes or so of that one. Um, like you were saying on some of the breakdowns, in particular, they kept running this little like swing, swing. And then cross court along the baseline to a wide open shooter on the opposite end. It felt like we got beat off that particular play like three or four times and they just couldn't yeah. catch up to it. Um, and then the, we were talking about this a little bit before we hit record, but the, um, the super small lineup with Liss, I guess nominally as the five was interesting, 
didn't seem super effective in the stretches that we saw it, but you could kind of squint and see, okay, in a different scenario, this could be a, a, a good wrinkle, might yield some interesting possibilities, but did not seem like it got um, got a lot of traction um, in this past game anyway. Yeah, um, that I think was like a lot of stuff that was probably born out of necessity because you can't play Maria all 40 minutes as good as she is. She needs to like breathe. Um, and, you know, aside from that, like with those two out, what big depths do you have? Not a whole lot. So it was kind of a necessity. One, you want to list on the floor as much as possible. If she gets to play the five in a pinch, sure. But that's another one of those things that like, it's just a weird game. I don't think you'll see a, a list at the five very much going forward at all. Um, I think it was just born out of necessity. Um, the skip threes, like that's kind of born out of the the action because we're switching everything and it forces rotations that they're not used to, especially Maria. She had to do like some backline rotations like to out to three-point shooters that one, they're hard, complicated rotations and two, she's never played out there in her life probably. Uh, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt um you know those are good shooters they run good stuff and you know it's not like we're asking maria to do that stuff all year um so uh take it for what it is yeah right on terry can i ask you a vibes based question um what like the place the spot where you were sitting what were the fans going through late there because like everybody it was almost dead quiet where where we were just there were some there were some definite nerves and some some PTSD flashbacks to to missed free throws from last season down the stretch there. What was what was it like where y'all were seated? Yeah, it was interesting. So we were actually right near like the Davidson fans, you know. So they were like really hyped, especially once they took the lead. They were like, "Oh yeah, like we're about to win this game." And I'm like, they're not going to win. They don't know it, but they're not going to win. Um, and so <laughs> once we took the lead back, you know, it was hype. It was it was really hype, but it was it was some moments when we were missing those free throws, like, oh, my God, like, what is happening? And just silence, because, you know, I, I don't know if I thought it was going to be a blowout. I definitely thought it was going to be a win. I didn't think it was going to be a close win. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we were we were definitely nervous, like, I think more shocked, like, oh, my God, what, what's happening? Yeah, but a good well, atmosphere. Good atmosphere. Yeah, those I credit to the Davidson fans, man. That that was a small contingent, but they were definitely loud and rowdy. They were loud. They were loud for sure. And when I think Deja, someone had went to the free throw line and some of their fans got up and walked down closer so they could like scream and like make noise so that they would miss their free throws. So I, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, there was one little kid in our section who, like, I think he just had gotten it into his brain that, like, you yell whenever anybody's shooting. And so he was yelling, trying to distract the Davidson players. But then when we would go to this strike, this kid was, like, trying to yell, like, miss it at our team, too. It was like, no, 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 <laughs> only for the one team. Yeah. But, yep. We'll, uh, Terry, like you were saying earlier, we'll, we'll just take that, put it in the W column and move on. Um, yeah. And hopefully, a win is a win. yeah, absolutely. And 
we'll we'll see about getting the things uh ironed out that needed ironing out but other than that we're moving on speaking of moving on uh listener by the time you hear this this game might already be over depending on when you listen uh it's one of those school day games where they try and get kiddos uh involved and give them an experience so we tip off against hampton at 11 a.m tomorrow morning in carmichael uh this will be on acc network extra if you want to try and stream it uh i will certainly uh have my laptop up uh and will be quote unquote working uh while this one's going down um hampton uh not off to a real great start this year they've only for some reason i can't figure out if this is a scheduling fluke or what but they played one game and it was a 76 to 46 uh pretty bad beat down at the hands of providence um in week one um they've got a kid uh cameron hill um Top scorer and rebounder last season back. Um, she's kind of a wing player, kind of our version of Liss. Um, she averaged uh, pretty close to 11 points and about three boards last year. Um, but other than that, they have, uh, much like Gardner-Webb, a lot of new players on the roster, nine new people coming in. So um, we'll see uh, how well-adjusted they are coming off that loss to Providence and what we can see as far as that, but, um, hopefully, uh, both from just a talent perspective and, uh, because we've coached up and ironed some things out, this will be a little easier for us. Um, but any thoughts on maybe what we'd like to see specifically cleaned up while we've got what is hopefully you never want to assume anything, but a little bit of lesser competition to, uh, to try and get some things that were, problems in the Davidson game sorted out. Does anybody have anything on their wish list uh, since we're playing a team that should not be a problem for us? Um, I would just say probably defensive rotations. We offensively, we missed a lot of layups, like a lot of layups. Um, but free throws as well. I think we went 17 for like 26. So had we made all of our free throws, it probably would have been a double-digit win. So those three things, offensively, you know, let's make the layups, let's hit the free throws, and then defensively work on those defensive rotations. Yeah, and also personnel-wise, I think it'd be great to see. I'm not exactly sure where they are. I know Angie said day-to-day. I think it'd be great to see Tiani and K-Mac get some more reps with both units. Uh, just because, you know, they got a big week next week. So we're not taking Hampton lightly, but it'd be a good chance to kind of get some new looks at rotations and lineups with everyone healthy, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. K-Mac in particular, it'd be good to get her back and ramped up because she she provides speed that no one else on that roster really has when she's full go. Like, we... (laughs) My wife and I started jokingly calling her Meet Meet McPherson because she is like the roadrunner. Just she hits the jets and all of a sudden there's just a little dust trail and she's gone. So it'll be good to see her back in the rotation, hopefully. And yeah, Terry, like you said, absolutely. Let's clean up those rotations. And the the free throw shooting was weird because it all like all the misses kind of came late. Like they were fine for the first three quarters of change. 
and then just got some some weird jittery stuff going on there late at the stripe. Hey, but pressure, you know what they say about pressure, it either makes diamonds or burst pipes, so we got to have them. Well, and that was, I mean, DK in particular is not going to brick that many free throws going forward. Like, she's the definition of ice water in the veins. So, not too worried about that. Um, I'm going to actually ask y'all about that right quick. I know we had talked in the preseason about the fact that it would be good to see DK as more of a pure two and operating more off ball. But do we, is there a balance that hasn't quite been figured out yet where she does need the ball in her hands a little bit more? to be totally in the flow. It, it it's, it's felt for some stretches, like maybe it would be better for her to get a few more touches where she's initiating the offense. Or am I just talking nonsense? I think you might be onto something there. Um, small sample size again, and I guess two like different, styles of opponents uh i think they want to get her more reps at the two i mean she played a little bit of the two last year um honestly i I could be wrong on this i think it's just kind of prep for the next level for her uh the w values versatility and being able to play in multiple spots and guard more than one position um so i think that might be part of it and you know, if you're going to try and experiment with stuff, now's kind of the time in the season to do it. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there are times where she might not be initiating, but, you know, they might run her off like a screen into a handoff, and then it's kind of like a pick and roll for her, and then she can read the defense that way. So she might not be starting with the ball but she's getting to the same spot that she normally would be is if she did have it. Um, but yeah, curious of what everyone else thinks on that. That's just kind of my thoughts on it after uh, two wildly different games. Yeah. I think, I think like you said, now is the time to really experiment with that. I think having her come off the ball and even more, I mean, it's hard to say when you're in the moment, but even more so in like late game situations, having her off the ball, will not only build her strength as an off-ball player, but give other players like Paulina and Kamek the ability to have the confidence to create when the game's close. Because I, I don't know about y'all, but in watching late games last year, it felt like, okay, close game, Here's give Deja the ball, everyone get out the way. And I think teams, if you do that too many times, teams will be like, okay, shut down one player and, and we got it. Um, but yeah, I think now is the time of the season, like you said, to really experiment and hopefully build other players' confidence up to uh, close down the stretch, hopefully. Right on. Yeah, I agree. All right. And then we've got one more game coming up this week. That would be Saturday, 3 p.m. in Carmichael as well, also on ACC Network Extra. Uh, we are playing Elon. Uh, welcoming back, as we do every year, Um one of the most beloved former Tar Heels of all time, uh, Charlotte Smith, current head coach of Elon, has been for quite some time now, but obviously hit uh, 
arguably the most famous shot that's ever been hit in Carmichael, or one of them, certainly, um, in that championship game in 94. Um, Elon comes in. Uh, they are 1-1. One one. They did drop a home loss to ECU to start their year, but had a road win uh, at Gardner-Webb, so common opponent there, and that was 90-69, to 69, so that not quite the blowout that we put on them, but definitely a pretty decisive victory there, so they are looking good, uh, which should surprise no one. Charlotte's always got her squad ready to roll. Uh, they will play NC State on Wednesday. Uh, that would be tomorrow night, so obviously we don't know the results of that game as we are recording this right now. Um Given what happened uh, on Sunday with NC State and UConn, um, that might not go particularly well for Elon, um, but we will just have to see about that. Um, they are a little more of a solidified roster than Hampton. They do have some folks uh, coming back, uh, Maya Johnson, Vanessa Taylor in particular. Um, they've also got some talented freshmen who have shown out pretty well so far. Um, so pretty balanced scoring attack for them, uh, currently speaking. Um, they are doing well. They've got two kids averaging about 10 and uh, somewhere between 8 and 10 points for four total players. Um, now, granted, it's a young season, so, you know, small sample size on those stats, et cetera, et cetera, but definitely will be the more challenging of the two games this week and uh, obviously will be good to welcome Charlotte back to Carmichael. Uh, anybody have any thoughts on them? I don't know if anybody's been able to catch any of Eli's earlier games this season. Um, I caught a little bit of the... Gardner web game but beyond that I have not watched them play much this year I haven't no uh, I'll, I'll watch the NC State game tomorrow night um, but uh, yeah common opponents um, I'll try and pull some film for them but most of their rosters back so that's good um, you know I think it was like like 94% of their roster and like, yeah, something like that from last year. Uh, they got some transfers in as well. Um, yeah, we'll see how they look. Uh, it should be, like you said, probably a, a better test than Gardner Webb and probably even Hampton. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. Anyone else have thoughts on Elon? No. Um, again, just, Obviously, should be a win, and let's work on the things we need to work on and, and fix before we get to number one South Carolina. Yeah, again, huge week next week with the uh, what's that tournament called? The Gulf Coast Showcase. Gulf Coast Showcase. Yeah, that'll be these two games will be really good to kind of get a bigger sample size and kind of suss out any more problems we might have. Yeah, excited for both these games. They're going to be, it's, it's fun. Like, I mean, Carolina basketball's back. It's fun, fun to watch every game. Absolutely. Um, speaking of South Carolina, let's get to some other uh, happenings around college basketball right quick. Um, obviously, the big story here, South Carolina jumping up to the number one spot in the rankings this week after a pretty solid win over Notre Dame in Paris and then absolutely obliterating Maryland. Um when you are blowing out ranked teams by 30 plus points 
um, and looking as complete and dominant as they are despite losing the Freshies. Um, just that team looks phenomenal. Um, and Dawn's just clearly got them dialed in and killing it. Um, so that was certainly the biggest shakeup. Um, Andrew, I know you had mentioned when we were looking at previews earlier that you were particularly interested in uh, the Stanford-Indiana game. Uh, what did you make of that? Because, uh, good Lord, uh, Tara's team absolutely took Terry Morin's squad uh, out behind the woodshed with that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched. I didn't get to watch the whole game. I watched uh, I watched the first half and I think maybe half of the third quarter. Um I mean, Stanford got whatever they wanted. I, I mean, that's just the bulk of it. Like, Indiana didn't guard nearly as well. And then, um, you know, I thought they got out in transition on them quite a bit. Um, and then I thought Brink handled Holmes in on the post really well. Definitely got the better of that matchup. And then, you know, she pulled her out from three a couple times and hit some big shots out there. And it was uncharacteristic from indiana uh i mean their defense has historically been a lot more sound than that uh so i'm sure they've got their own things they got to clean up but stanford looked really good i can't ask for more than that um yeah where are they ranked now they did they jump how much did they jump um ranking i just had that up give me two seconds here gotta be top 10 right let's see stanford, yeah, stanford is, is six. six yep in both the ap and the coaches poll gotcha yeah brink looked really good i i mentioned on one of our other pods that she can you know play back to the basket she can pull you out to three I mean, dare I say it, she's looking like she could be the number one overall pick. I mean, I wouldn't hesitate, you know, drafting her to a team if I was a GM, but she's looking really, really good. Over Caitlin Clark? Uh, Caitlin is good, but defensively, I think she lacks defensively. I don't think she's that great of a defensive player. Offensively, yes, she's going to bring it, no doubt, but Brink, she's going to get you some block shots and she's she can score so yeah i mean it's 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 tough but i think it depends on the team and in their need but i you know sometimes with the w they're going to draft who they think is the overall best player no matter the fit so yeah we'll see man it's going to be it's going to be interesting this next draft if they all decide to leave yeah that'll be fascinating uh Speaking of Caitlin, uh, I was trying to pull results here that are uh, pertinent to our upcoming schedule. Um, Max had mentioned the Gulf Coast Showcase. Uh, if everything goes to chalk, we will be playing Iowa on the 26th of this month. Uh, and then right off of that, uh, we for sure play South Carolina. That'll be in Carmichael on the 30th. Um, so just entering an absolute gauntlet of a stretch here because shortly after that, uh, we do have to go up to Uncasville, Connecticut to play UConn. Now, UConn did just get handled pretty, what I thought was a pretty decisive fashion by NC State, but they're still UConn. Um, and who knows, maybe if some of their kids coming off injuries get a little more 
uh, back into the flow of things by then. It might look a little different, but um, just an absolute gauntlet coming up over the next few weeks for the heels here um, with some big results uh, that were at least a couple of them were a little bit surprising. Uh, and then obviously uh, another biggie from this past week here, uh, Tennessee took out Virginia Tech. Or no, I'm sorry, that was Iowa. My mistake. Um, that was uh, a pretty good game. That one went down to the wire. Um, obviously, we do have to see Virginia Tech as well. Um, we will be catching them twice this year, one on February 4th. Uh, that'll be in Carmichael and then February 25th on the road in Blacksburg. Um, other big results. Let's see here. Uh, Oklahoma beat the brakes off of Ole Miss. Uh, we do have to play them December 19th. They looked pretty good so far. And um, FSU, that that was the Tennessee game. My brain was all fuddled up there. Um, really, really good win for them over the Lady Vols down in Tallahassee. Uh, we do have to go down there ourselves on uh, January 11th, uh, once New Year flips over. Um, so did anybody catch anything from any of these any of these games the first week that might be something we want to watch out for or something to keep an eye on uh, in relation to the fact that a lot of these teams that played in big games are going to be on our schedule coming up pretty quick here. I think with Virginia Tech, uh, I think if you shut down Amor and Kitley, you probably have a good chance to win that game. But if both of them are on, It'll, you know, it'll be a good game. It'll be probably a close game. You're probably not going to blow them out. Uh, but they still look pretty good, even losing some of their key players from last year. Um, I did, I wasn't sure what to expect, um, but they looked really good against Iowa. Florida State looks good, too. Florida State, look, they looked really good. So that'll be a tough game when we go down to Tallahassee. If you guys remember, they beat us last year on our home floor. So, you know, hopefully we remember that. And, and take that into the game and come out with a dub. Oklahoma, you did mention they beat Ole Miss and they weren't ranked and now they are ranked. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they continue to grow um, throughout the year. So some good games. Feels like March Madness. I mean, this first week yeah. already was, it felt like we crammed a March Madness into week one. Yeah. Um, to, to kind of touch on what Terry said a little bit, uh, VT just looks, I mean, I didn't think it was possible for Amor to take a step up, but it, it looks less like Hitley 1A, Amor 1B. It now looks like a full-blown two-headed monster. Like, it, Amor always kind of kills us, but I'm really excited to see who ends up guarding her and if we're going to have to treat her like a Caitlin Clark. Cause she's just like, as soon as she crossed half court, she's hitting step backs she went seven for fourteen from the three point line in the Iowa game. That was that was my biggest takeaway from college basketball this week. Yeah, well, and she just absolutely buried that. I mean, she she came off, she tweaked her ankle a little bit there late, and then came back in and just stone cold drained that three to to keep them kind of. I mean, they were on life support at that point, but yeah, she's a she's a dog for sure. She is she is rapidly approaching like 
Gina Conti, Haley Van Litt territory for me as far as like, would you either please graduate or transfer out of conference as soon as possible, please? <laughs> yeah, she's really good. Yeah, um, I did. I did a breakdown on Caitlin uh, and kind of her just masterclass and using ball screens in that game because I felt like that entire game for both sides is ball screens. I did it on Caitlin just because Iowa won the game, but I could have very easily like just done a mere image because Amor was just as good. I I mean just world class stuff. Um you know they changed coverages several times. She had an answer for every coverage. Uh never looked surprised by anything. And then just the shooting off the bounce is for both of them is unreal. Uh Florida State also looked great. I am a big fan um, of what they're building in Tallahassee. I think Brooke Wyckoff uh, is doing an outstanding job. Um, I think Latson is going to turn into, I think, by the time that she is uh, finished with her career, I think she might snag an ACC player of the year, potentially. I think she's that good. Um and then Timpson is last year was definitely the most efficient big in the conference uh, and hasn't lost a step. Uh, so that was a big win for them. Um, yeah, those are my takeaways from this week. Um, yeah. Right on, right on. Um, yeah, speaking of that uh, breakdown, uh, something that was pointed out to me um, by a listener. Um, we haven't been doing some things that you typically do on a podcast, and that is my bad. So um, if everybody wants to go around right quick and uh, give your uh, Twitter slash X slash whatever we're calling it uh, handle, just so if anybody wants to follow us, um, they can go ahead and do that. Um, Andrew, in particular, uh, tweets out a lot of uh, film breakdowns and stuff, which are certainly beneficial to my ignorant self as far as understanding the game a little better. But um Y'all just go around and, and tell folks where they can follow you if they want to. Yeah, sure. I'm not, I'm not a huge uh, Twitter slash X user, but I will retweet uh, occasionally big basketball follower on there. But it's M-L-I-N-K-E-222. And then my Instagram is uh, Linky or Maxwell.Linky spelled the same way. All right, Terry. Yeah, um, you can find me at underscore rebel. So that's underscore R-E-B-E-L underscore uh, flower, F-L-E-U-R. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter, X, uh, whatever we're calling it these days. It's probably your best bet. Uh, <laughs> that's A-N-D-R-E-W-K-U-R-Z-E-J-A. Um anyone has any film breakdown requests uh, or just something that you're curious about happy to answer um yeah it was kind of wild like i got some messages from some like uh i had katie meyer like one of my tweets like during the game on uh on sunday I no kidding wild. yeah cool. uh, there was a there was a play they ran against us it was the same play that we ran for lexi uh and she told a funny story on another podcast of Jeff Wall stealing it from her. Uh, and then 
they named it after her. They called it Miami and then rated against her at a game, which was hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I can repost that if you guys haven't seen it yet. But she liked that tweet. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, some of the Davidson coaching staff, like I guess all of their coaching staff, saw my breakdowns. Uh, and I got a message from one of their assistants this morning. That was kind of wild. Uh, and then also, like, I don't know if it's, like, Travis, you also, like, shouted me out to all of your Twitter followers. I don't know if that has created some sort of, like, effect. I've gained, like, I didn't have that many followers to begin with, but a ton of Chapel Hill people, a lot of people who are interested in this team. Like, I, I think my follower count has grown by, like, maybe 30, 40 people. All UNC people. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're following me for the first time, uh, welcome to the nerd fest. Um, <laughs> cause that's all my Twitter is at this point. But yeah, if you like detailed basketball and I try my best to make that kind of your, your place to learn what's happening in a game, um, as quickly as I can. So anyone has any game recommendations, whether UNC or not, I'll try and get to them as much as I can. Right on, right on. Uh, and I am at Arena Apothecary on Twitter slash X. Um, I do not have an Instagram or uh, really any other social media. Um, and our, our co-host, who was unable to join us tonight, uh, Anthony, uh, is at Mr. Underscore Battle 91, uh, also on X, if y'all want to give him a follow. Um, please do rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, etc., etc. I know you hear that on the back end of... Every podcast you listen to, except ours until just now, because I am dumb and forgot that that is something that you should ask people to do. Um, anyway, uh, right quick, um, and then we will get out of here. I know some folks got some places to be, but did y'all catch the Candace Parker documentary? Not yet, yeah. but I do plan to watch it, yeah. Okay. And it did, I thought it was really good, although it was you could clearly tell, like, oh, we... Uh, you know, you have a cutoff date of when you have to stop shooting and, and go into actual post-production to get things out into the world. Because it was right up until the season after the championship in Chicago. And then, like, at the end, they just had to put a placard that was like, after this season, Candace Parker signed with the Las Vegas Aces, where she won another chip. Like, it was clear that they had had their cutoff point, but it would have been interesting to see more footage of that season. Um but I thought it was really, really well done, and um, it was really cool. Uh, some of the folks that they they got to to speak on it. Um, but so yeah, I would definitely recommend y'all uh, listener out there if you did not catch that yet. It's called Candace Parker Unapologetic, and um, should be available probably on ESPN or Disney Plus or whatever that conglomerate's particular streaming app is right now. Um, but for now, we will go ahead and get out of here. Looking forward to the games this week, and we will see y'all in Carmichael if you are there. Uh, my name is Travis Lund, signing off for Carmichael Radio and also for Max Linky. Yep. Terry Thank Stagger. You. Until next time, go Hills. Andrew Kurgera. Good to see you guys. Go Heels. Absolutely. Go Heels. Y'all take care. Be well. Bye.